0: Well, we're going to finish up today on this series that I've been on, which is titled The Open Door. Of course, we meet at The Open Door Church, which we take over every Sunday afternoon. But uh, I've titled this message this Sunday, The Open Door, The Doorkeeper. Everybody say that scripture verse again with me. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. The Bible doesn't say he's a way, a truth, or a life. It says he's the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way to the Father except through Jesus Christ. Amen. There is an entryway into the presence of God. And as I've been stating at the outset of every message the last few weeks, doors are an entry into another place. You had to walk out of your door this, this afternoon or this morning to get here. You had to walk out. You had to enter this door in this place. It takes you into another space. Into another dimension. That's what doors do. There's doors that the Lord opens. And then there's the, there's the doors that the Lord shuts. Anybody ever have a, a door shut on you? Where it's just slammed shut. And you're going where did that come from? How? And it's the Lord. He's, he's protecting you. But what, what he what he wants to remind you of this, this afternoon is that in order to pass to where he is, there are doors that you have to go through. And sometimes those doors move. It's not always in that same comfortable spot. Well, you know, it's right here. That, sometimes that door moves. And the Lord will challenge you and I as we grow, as we mature in him. Last week, how many were here as I spoke on the door of fear we have, sometimes we're faced with, with a fear that will overtake you. How, how many have ever been overtaken with fear that will paralyze you in your steps? And that's not from God, I want to remind you today. But I use the, the story of David and Goliath, how David did not take the time out to, to become overwhelmed with fear, even though he could have. He was just a young shepherd boy. They say he he was probably around 15, 16 years of age. And here he was facing down a 10-foot giant, the Bible says. A shepherd boy versus a 10-foot giant. What he did, and and I spoke about how he embraced the fear. He didn't run from it. Sometimes you have to battle your fear head on. Have you ever heard of those people that are afraid of, of snakes and they say, well, you got to get up on in there and, and battle your fear, right? You got to, you're afraid of flying a plane. Well, you got to get on that plane and you got to face your fears. David showed us how to do that. He embraced his fear. And, and so this is, th- this afternoon, I want you to um, be ready as we, as we look at the doorkeeper who is Jesus? Ask your neighbor right now, are you ready for the Word of God? Word of God? Now, now turn and ask your other neighbor, are you ready for the Word of God? <laughs> okay, because ready or not, here we go. Revelation chapter 3, chapter 3 verses 7 through 8. And I believe I have it on your outline. It's up on the screen. Let's read this. Or let me read this to you. It says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David. Let me stop there. He, in this instance, is Jesus. He who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. Verse 8, I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door. And no one can shut it, for you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Lord God, we just pray your blessing right now, Father. We pray for your anointing, Father, upon your word, that it would come out, Lord, through my lips unto every listener here, that you would anoint their hearing as well, so that we might grow, that we might mature into that person that and into that uh, child into that woman into that man of God that you have desired us uh, for us Lord and we pray that in Jesus name and everyone said amen amen Amen. how many know that doors come in all shapes and sizes doors much like these these are double doors there there's there glass doors there's wood doors there's screen doors there's patio doors there's French doors there's all kinds of doors but again, they're an entryway into another space, into another dimension. And in order to come to the presence of God, we got to realize this, that Jesus is that doorkeeper. No man can come to him. In fact, if you try to do it any other way, the Bible says that he shuts the door. The door is not open to you unless you pursue him. And I'm sorry if, if you're a follower of Buddha or Muhammad or any of these other prophets that are mentioned in the world, or have been mentioned in other religions, Jesus' own words, here he declares, he is the way, the, the truth and the life, is the scripture reference we read earlier. He is the way, not a way, he is the way, amen? There's also a couple of scriptures I want to read to you, that are not in your outline, but Psalms 24 and verse 7 says this, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, your everlasting doors, and the King of glory will come in. Psalm 78 verse 23 says the following, You have opened the doors of heaven unto us. Who can open the doors of heaven? Almighty God. Only God can open those doors unto you and I. How many are thankful for that? Amen. Amen? Amen. Look at your neighbor and, again and tell him, I am so glad that the Lord is the doorkeeper. I'm so glad you are. Amen. Amen. Oftentimes what happens, the search for open doors usually happens in a time of transition. When we're going through tough times, maybe that relationship, the marriage or or a job or whatever it might be, there's a a transitional time and you're looking for another door. You're looking for a way of escape even. God reminds us that that, uh, he will not leave you nor forsake you. How many are thankful for that? Not only does he provide a way of escape, he provides a door for you to go through. Maybe that's a door of peace. Maybe it's a door of comfort during your struggle, during your transition. Amen. We want God to open and shut doors in episodes of our lives. We want him to shut and open those doors right now on our time, right? But I'm going to figure it out. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You can't get from where you are to where you want to be unless you go through a door. You have to go through a door as you mature, as you grow in Christ. There's a process. If you stay in the same place and expect different results, that's insanity. You got to grow. You got to step out. You got to go through a door into another place. Amen. Sometimes we think that when we have to make a transition... That it's going to be a long, long, drawn-out journey. I want to remind you, in a moment, in a moment, God can transform you. Amen? I remember just months ago, See, it seems like just months ago, Mother Betty was struggling with, with so many back issues. And, and you look at her today, she's ready to do a Holy Ghost jig right there. Amen? I mean, this was a woman that was fighting and battling this. But in a moment, Amen? in a moment god touched her body and made her new and made her just i mean that's that's the miraculous god that you and i serve amen. in a moment she walked through this door of healing yeah. so god unlike what we think sometimes is that it's going to be a long journey if we if we wait on him and and while it can be it can be long but it doesn't have to be amen god can can take care of us in a moment you can be in a room of brokenness one moment and just one step away from making a really bad choice and in that moment God can take care of every one of your needs just this past week kind of like uh, what brother Martin was saying um, I work next door to another business and one of their managers there in fact he was the lead guy at this facility at this plant they were a vacation club uh, place but Every day I would see him, and Monday morning I come in, I'm 7 o'clock I'm walking in, and they're all downcast, and I said, what's going on? He goes, oh, well, so-and-so, Don, committed suicide yesterday, and it was unbelievable. I, I remember speaking to this gentleman. I'd see him every single day in the parking lot. We'd meet, we'd greet, we'd say hello, but somehow life had become so unbearable at the age of 64 years of age That he wanted to end it. And he ended it. He didn't see another door. He didn't see another possibility. And God forbid that that would be you and I. But by the grace of God, there go you and I. Because I know, I know that life is a struggle sometimes. And we can get caught up in the emotions and and that there's no hope. And that that God will never open a door for us. And things are going to remain the same forever. No, I want to remind you today, you serve a God of hope. God loves you. you. God walks with you. God is your strength. Amen. Amen. All it takes is a door. You can be in a place of sorrow today and grief one moment. And God can transition you from that place to a moment of joy. How many have ever been in in a funeral, a celebration of life, say, for somebody, and it can become a place of joy? It can be a place of just happiness because we know that person has gone on to be with the Lord. And, and you can see the, the joy of the Lord. It's not a, a, a physical joy, but it's a spiritual joy. The joy of the Lord will overcome you and remind you in, in those times that that person is now in his presence. Yes. Amen? Amen. You see here, doors in the Bible are very important. Every one of us. As we read some of these stories, and I've mentioned a couple of times now, the first week was the story of Joseph, how he had to endure and go through so many doors. Then, then uh, David and Goliath last week, doors that, that David had to go through, seemingly impossible doors, seemingly that insurmountable doors that he could never get what he needed. But open doors give you access to something. How, how many have keys? Some, somebody pull out some keys right now. You got keys? Anybody here got a lot of keys? Who's got a lot of keys? Just bring them out right now. There's somebody in here that has a lot of keys. Not one key. There, there we go. There's, there's somebody right back here. There, see, you got keys. You got keys. And every single one of those, that's another key right there, the word of God. But the key rings that you have that contain all these keys open doors to something. One key is only good for one door. It can't open all the doors. They're separated. They're, they're valuable for some place. They're of va- value to you. And and God, in the same way, He gives you that key. Thank you, brother. And it's the Word of God. This is the key to entering into His presence. So if, if you're here this this afternoon and you're going, Pastor Rick, I haven't felt the presence of God. In fact... I've been getting these thoughts of just, you know, depressing thoughts. Well, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to say, have you used the key? Have you turned that key in the doorknob? Have you turned that key? Have you used that key? Or are you just trying to open the door and, and bang on it and bang on it and it won't open to you? You got to use the key. Amen. 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 God provides us the key to access to him. If you trust him, he's going to let you have access to his plan and his purpose for your life. Yes. Amen. Because how many are tired of doing life on their own? If you do life on your own, it will beat you up and burn you out and spit you out real quick. But when you turn your life to the Lord and say, Lord, I give up. Yes. And, I, and I let you have complete rule of my life. Then and only then does he open the door and say, it's about time. Right. And it's about time, let's you and I have a talk. And then he comes around and puts his arm around you and says, son, daughter, I love you so much. I've been watching you struggle, but I'm glad you've come in through that door now. I'm glad, come on over here. Come on, you're welcome here. Just like when you have company and you greet them at the door and you say, come on in, come on in, have a seat. Can I get you something to drink? Can I take care of you? That's exactly what the Lord does when he opens that door for you and I. Amen? But how many know that the doors are, are also doors of protection for for us? For example, sometimes a shut door is for your protection. Pastor Rick, I really wanted that job. I thought that job was going to be great. It was going to pay me, you know, it was a one-time job for $25,000 and I was going to knock it out in a month and it was going to set me free or set me on a right course for the rest of the year. And how many know that God can shut those doors? Amen. God can shut those doors. Or worse yet, in a relationship, seemingly that was Mr. Right or that was Mrs. Right and God shuts the door. You know why? He's protecting you. He's protecting each of you. God knows what's best for you. Amen? Think about this. Did you know that almost all sin can be traced to a door that you opened? Mm -hmm. Let me repeat that again. Did you know that almost all sin can be traced to a door that you opened? Not God, but you opened. See, you have the power to open doors as well. You have the power to just break them down even, and go through them when the Lord doesn't want you to go through them. And almost all sin can always be traced to a door that God didn't want you to go through, but you went through it anyways. Amen? I know you're thinking about that right now. It got really quiet here for a second. I think I hit home here with some people here, me included. There's some doors that need to open for for you and there's some places that you're supposed to be and there's some doors that will forever remain closed because God doesn't want you there. Amen? Amen? Can I get an amen? That's a good place for you to say amen. 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 I want to remind you today, God is your doorkeeper. Again, look at your neighbor and tell him, He is my doorkeeper. He is my doorkeeper. I don't know about you, but where I live, I, I got a... I got my lock, and I got a deadbolt, and I got a security system. I have to have my door locked, and that's for my protection. God does the same thing with you and I. He protects us. He's our doorkeeper. Number one on your outline, let's take a look at your outline. Number one, he's your doorkeeper for your protection. Do you realize that the, just like the angels, everyone, how many believe that you have an angel assigned to you? Raise your hand if you believe that. Amen. I believe that 's what the Bible teaches that we each that we have angels assigned to us to protect us, and in the same way, how many know that there are angels from the enemy assigned to attack you in the same way you see everything that that God does for you Satan tries to replicate he tries to to cause that and to attack you and some that's why you're Constantly, possibly facing the same issues, the same struggles, because the enemy is trying to attack you in certain areas. But the good news is that the Lord protects us. Amen. He will not leave us nor forsake us, the word of God says. Amen. Now, I'm, I'm proclaiming protection over your family and over your life today. I'm, I'm proclaiming that that the angels would watch over you, that the Holy Spirit would protect you everywhere you go. Amen? Don't let fear or depression, sadness, torment you anymore. Cast it out in the name of Jesus. Rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And you say, you got to go. You got to go. And instead, let the fullness of God, let the Spirit of God feel your being, feel your your presence. Amen? Amen? Don't allow the enemy to dictate how you live your life. In fact, it should be the other way. You dictate to the enemy how you're going to live your life. You tell him, hey, enemy, guess what? It's Sunday. I'm going to church today. Hey, enemy, it's Tuesday night. I'm going to men's small group tonight. Hey, enemy, it's women's uh, small group tonight on Wednesday. I'm going to go connect with them. Hey, enemy, I'm going to go lock myself up in my prayer closet right now. What are you going to do about it? You tell him. Get, get sick and tired of him telling you how you're going to run your life. You tell him. Amen. 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 Come on, somebody. Amen. 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 Psalms 34 and 19 says this. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. See, that's why I don't worry about that. Because the word of God says he will deliver us out of our afflictions. Amen. amen. The Lord is your doorkeeper and he's watching you're home right now. And when I say home, I mean you physically, spiritually, watching over your property. How many pray God has your protection over the four corners of your property? Do you do that? I encourage you to do that every day. You know why? Because you're not home all day long. You can't protect your home all day long. But God can. God can assign his angels to protect you. God can assign his angels to protect your children while they're at school. And that's what we should be praying. Amen. Let's go to point number two. You getting some out of this so far? Okay. Point number two. Sometimes God moves the door. I mentioned that earlier. Sometimes God moves the door. Have you ever had a door moved in your house where you've relocated? Maybe some of you that that do... Contracting have moved the door in your home before, but but sometimes you can get used to having a, a door in a certain spot, and then you remodel your house and you move it from this place to this place structurally. If you can do that, because it, it makes more sense. anybody ever seen that done? A- and that's a possibility. You can do those things. In the same way God sometimes will move doors that you're accustomed to going through. You're accustomed to seeing. Well, this is the door I've I've always gone through, and, and that's where I'm going to go to today. But, but the Lord is the doorkeeper, and sometimes he moves that door. And, and oftentimes there's some people that God, and where I'm going with this is that God sometimes doesn't want you to have access to certain people, and he'll move that door. Let me repeat that again. Sometimes God doesn't want you to have access to certain people, and he moves that door So that that person is no longer in your life. And you're going, I want to reach out to that person. And and there's a stumbling block. And you can't reach out to that person. And and you're having trouble connecting because God moved that door. Why did he move it? To protect you. To protect you. Amen. Amen. God can come with a word. And at the sound of his voice, the doorpost can move. Mm -hmm. Just like that. Just the same way he healed Mother Betty. Just like that. In a moment. Have you ever opened the door to someone and wished you hadn't? You know, some, to open the door to someone so that they could get to know you and you get to know them and later on you're going, why did I do that? I'm not talking about Facebook friending, you know. We all have quote-unquote friends. They're not your friends. They're, they're really, you don't have 1,243 friends, okay? You have 1,243 people that look at your best moments. That's all they, they're not your friends either. Your friends are people in your church, people at home, people that you see at work, the people that you meet every day. Those are your friends. Amen. But how many have ever opened the door to a relationship and later regretted it? That's probably all of us at some point. We've we've done that. and And that's because we've ignored God's, closed door and we've said, no, I'm going to pursue that. I'm going to continue with that. I'm going to seek that way. And and the Lord will do that because you know why? He's a perfect gentleman. He says, have at it, my friend, have at it and come and see me when you're in trouble (laughs)
1: because
0: that's what you're going to do. You're going to come back and see him when you're in trouble. Amen. You have given people, some of you have given access to some people that you never should have in your life. And they will cause you to quit or abort the plan God has for you. That's the problem with giving access to people that shouldn't be in your life. They will cut you off from you fulfilling the plan and purpose God has for your life. And this is why I love Proverbs chapter 3 and verses 5 through 6. Do we have that up on the screen? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. How many believe that? How many believe that God alone can direct your paths? Amen? Amen? It's it's kinda like the the song by Carrie Underwood, Jesus Take the Wheel. How many love that song? Jesus take when it first came out, Jesus take the wheel. In other words, you're not the, the soul authority in your life Jesus is Jesus you take control I'm tired of taking control amen again there's some doors you need the Lord to close and let me ask you this question right now are there some doors that you need God to close in your life right now think about that right now are there some doors that you know well good and well that God needs to close in your life Because they're not leading to any productivity. Again, the Lord is your doorkeeper and he will move that door. Number three on your outline. Sometimes the new door brings new challenges. New challenges. How many like challenges? Some some do. Most people really... Don't. They, they want status quo. They want things to remain the same because they feel safe and secure in the same, in the, in the same thing every day. That's why some people don't like changes at work. They, they bail at changes. They, they're gone uh, because they don't like change. They like the status quo. They like everything to stay the same. But God doesn't work that way. God will shake your tree every now and then. He'll say, hey, anybody home? Hey, are we growing? Are we growing? And he'll challenge you. And here, in this place, it's important to recognize that the people you surround yourself with in transition is critical. The people you surround yourself in when you're going through something, when you're going through challenges, it's critical. And what I mean by that is you need people who have been called to a higher place, spiritual people to be surrounding you. How many agree with that? Amen? See, you need people who don't take you down the wrong road because there's plenty of those people. There's plenty of people that will take you down the road that will cause you to forsake the gift that God gave you inside. See, God's given each of you and I a gift, a gift. And when you allow others to steal that, because you can, then you fall short of what God gave you. I don't know about you, but I want to be all I can be. I want to be all I can be. Amen. Amen? The world is filled with pitfalls that will cause you to fall short of his plan and purpose for your life. Proverbs 17 and verse 17 says this. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And that's why we have small groups. That's why we have connect groups. Because iron sharpens iron. When you're connecting with other believers, you're going to grow. You're going to have prayer. You're going to have some comfort, some peace, some joy, some laughter even. You're going to enjoy being together. And, and, and sometimes you might get irritated. But that's because we're human beings, right? We will irritate each other. Uh, that's part of the process. But we need to be together. Amen? Yeah, amen? Amen. The Lord is your doorkeeper, and he will bring new challenges to you, so look forward to those. embrace those like David did last week when we spoke about him. He embraced that challenge, and then point number four: sometimes new doors mean new neighbors, and what am I, what do I mean by that i 'm not talking about those that just bought the house next door or bought the house next you know down the street uh, i 'm talking about that. When you go through an open door, sometimes you find yourself in a new place that you're not familiar with. You go from one place to another, and you're not familiar with that. And how many have seen that God will introduce you to other believers through that door? I remember the story of uh, Irene when she first met Brenda and the quirks. It was at working out, right, At, at a gym. I mean, go figure, of all places, go figure, in all places, at the gym, she met her at the gym, and, and lo and behold, they've been a vital part of our church since then. The Quirk family has. Amen. But when you go through a door, God will open that up so that you can meet people, connect with people. Amen? Amen. And, and what uh, I love about God is he opens the door for you to meet spiritual people, bless people, um, power people. Kingdom connections, that's what I'm talking about. Because we all have friends out there that have no clue who God is or the desire to serve God. We all know people like that have friends and there's nothing wrong with having that friend or those acquaintances. But God has a plan for you and I and that's filled with people like you and I, believers that will help you grow. Let me ask you this. Looking back at the different seasons of your life, can you see when God opened or even closed doors on these relationships? Can you see when God opened doors and allowed certain people to come in that were beneficial to you? And can you see other times when he closed doors because certain relationships were not beneficial but they were harmful to you? Amen. I think that's all of us. All of us have have gone through that experience and wondered, man, I, I miss that person or so-and-so, but it's because God was protecting you. Amen? Amen. God was protecting you. Well, I'm going to get ready to close here. And um, one of the things that we should be doing is we should be building those up around us. That's one of the things that I want to say that we do well here at this church is that you and I, Pastor Rick starts with Pastor Rick, but we want to build each other up. You shouldn't be, I shouldn't be Just putting people down. That's not your job as a believer. Jesus, one of the great things that he did, and he did it so well with those that were caught in sin, he didn't condemn them. He would get down on his knees and he would pick them up. He would bless them. He would comfort them. He would tell them, okay, the past is the past. You're now forgiven. Now go and sin no more and and not condemn them. He built that person up. He encouraged that person. And that's what you and I are supposed to do is encourage one another through our connect groups. Maybe it's just a simple text. Hey, how you doing? Just thinking of you. Have a great day. That's awesome. Those are great texts to do. Amen? Yeah. Are you building up those around you is what I ask you this, this afternoon. Are you building up those around you? Are you building up in your home, your spouse, your children? If not, you should be. Amen? Because if you're not, nobody else is. 1 John 1 and verse 7 says this. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin, cleanses us from all sin as we walk with him who is in the light. Amen? How many are thankful for that scripture? I love that scripture. The Lord is your doorkeeper, and he alone provides kingdom connections. He provides connections with with each of us. He'll open the door for you to meet other believers that will help you, that will encourage you. How many have seen that recently? Maybe you've met somebody that's a believer in your life, maybe in your workplace, and you didn't realize that, and God opened that door and introduced you to. Maybe it's to pray at work. Maybe it's just somebody to Throw something off of at work to encourage you. Amen? And then the final point, number five, there is a door to joy. Everybody say joy. joy? You know, I love this term in the Bible. It says, it talks about this term called joy unspeakable and full of glory. I don't know about you, but joy unspeakable, I can't imagine that. It means that it's literally saying it, the joy is so wonderful. There's no words to describe it. There's no words that I can wrap my mind around, that I can share with you. But that's what God promises to give you, is joy and joy unspeakable. See, the resurrection door is the key to having that joy. You want to know why some of these people choose to leave this world? Because they didn't have joy, obviously. They didn't have joy. They didn't have this joy right here. They they didn't take the time. And believe me, I honestly believe that every one of us are given that opportunity many times. Not just once, but here in the country that we live in, we have ample opportunities to have heard the gospel, to have had conversations, to have seen a broadcast, a podcast, whatever it may be, to give your heart to the Lord. But somehow these people don't give their heart to the Lord and they can't find joy. My heart breaks for those situations, especially when you know that person. Just, it it breaks my heart to think of that person that I saw every day in the parking lot and he's no longer here because he couldn't find joy. The door is there to joy for you and I. Don't get so down, out, and depressed and sick, and your emotions down that, that you can't see the door of joy right there. When you get there in that place, if you're ever there, take the key out. Will you take the key out and insert that key and open that door? Amen. And let the joy come back into your spirit. Let the joy just flood your spirit. Let the joy of God overwhelm you. Let the joy become unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. Amen how i wish that don would have found that door that person that i worked next door to romans 15 and 13 says this may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the holy spirit doesn't say that you might have hope it says that you might overflow overflow. They're just bubbling out. Hope. How many want to have hope today? If that's you, raise your hand if that's you. How many want to have it overflowing and just bubbling out and have people come up to you and say, I want what you have. What is it? That's what you and I need to have is hope. And it only comes from our Father in Heaven. Amen. Won't you stand with me this afternoon? I I want to I want everybody to declare this today, kind of like a proclamation. I don't have it typed up; I just have it on my notes here. But I'm gonna—I I'm gonna, want you to share, uh, repeat this. It's a declaration, and I want you to de- to declare this with me. Would you join me this afternoon? And just close your eyes, and I want you to mean this with all your heart as you hear these words. Let's repeat them. The Lord is my do- doorkeeper. I boldly. Declare that a new door is opening before me, that no man can shut, and old doors are closing, and no man can open them. I boldly declare what the pastor preached. I receive by faith that in the name of Jesus. By faith and in the name of Jesus at the, of the Lord, the at the word of the Lord the door has moved and what used to have access, what used to have access. does not have access anymore, have access anymore. The, Lord is my the Lord is my doorkeeper and the enemy will not have this marriage this home this family these children this business or these resources i see a door and i'm removing from and i'm moving from brokenness to wholeness from poverty to blessing from sickness to health in jesus mighty name if you agree with the lord give my hand clap this afternoon thank you lord hallelujah Lord, we praise you. Lord, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the door that we can go through. Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. We have access to you. It's so simple, Lord. All you want is somebody that just has hunger for you. Lord, we desire more of you. We desire you today. And we thank you, Lord, for your precious promises today. And as we close today, I'll say the blessing that we say every Sunday. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus name. Amen and amen.